already started? I started mine. Patrick, my hour last time was only 96 megabytes. And it was sufficient, higher, more than sufficient quality. Higher quality shit than you, Mike. It's, it's unnecessary. Sure do, buddy. Unnecessary, Pat. Apple, it's Apple stuff, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Apple guys. We haven't been able to have the Apple. We haven't been able to have the Apple Android debate no, we've for been, a long we've time. Honestly, sitting in our Reese, echo chambers. Do you know, honestly, whenever Mike and I talk, Mike, for eternity, since I've known Mike, basically, <laughs> it's your Apple stuff sucks because of X, Y, or Z. Every time he gets a chance, and he brings my, it up with my, me too. My Android is better because of A, B, and C. Yeah. You, you have occasion. I'll give, I'll give you credit here. You have occasionally, maybe like once or twice, been able to say uh, <clears throat> Apple already had that six months ago. Or six years ago. I know. I know. I still love to I still love to ask him about Siri. Siri sucks balls. <laughs> you don't like Siri? No. Dude, she's Siri, terrible. Siri honestly blows chunks. Like it's terrible. I don't do like, I don't do anything with, with like Google Assistant generally. Okay. What do you mean? The thing you is is that I do the speaker. We we've got a we've got a little Google Home mini yeah, thing that sits yeah. out in our living room. We've That's the those. only Google Assistant thing I've got. Yeah. But Occasionally, Valerie and I will be sitting on the couch and we'll have some question about something. And I will, because it's fun to see how much Siri fails, ask Google the question and see what it comes back with, and then ask Siri the same question. Yeah. I know, this is really nerdy. <laughs> uh, but the Google Assistant just like blows it out of the water compared to Siri constantly. Google will like, from this website, I found that blah, 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 I can give you a whole explanation. And then Siri's like, Here's a website I found for you. Nothing. That's it. <laughs> Dumb yeah. bitch. Mike, what are you? <laughs> Mike, Mike, what are you what doing? What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. All right. So um, we are recording. So a lot of this is going to stay in because I feel like that Siri conversation is still pretty good. <laughs> but. <laughs> You got you got to start with some intros, Reese. Dude, this the, Mike. He's going over the ground rules, dude. You need to chill. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Calm that shot, dude. It's quiet. It's quiet in my house right now, so I'm trying to take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay, go. That's a good idea. And I, I brought one of these in for for you guys because I know you don't enjoy it, so I, I had one for you. What is it? A beer. Beer. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. I enjoy a beer. I don't feel like you guys drink ever. I don't drink beer. I got a margarita. I drink wine every single night. Every single Literally night. Literally every night. I said beer, not wine. You said you don't drink. Okay, I he get did say beer. Yeah. He did say beer. But I did. I did say drink also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I said both. You said both. Huh. Should we start this? Let's go. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Reese's Peace. Uh, I think this is episode thirty now. Uh, it is uh, Sunday, February 21st. Um, yeah, did I say that right? February 21st? Yeah. It's about 5.40 p.m. here in Denver. Uh, I've got two people on with me today. I've got Mike, who is a repeat from last week, and uh, the Patty, <laughs> Patrick Trouphill, we got on here. You're not going to use my real name. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we refer to you as Patty as the last one. So we got Patrick on here. So Patrick, Mike, and I all work together at the same company uh, for a very short amount of time. Patrick and Mike work together much longer than 
uh, before I got there. And then uh, we got to hang out, all three of us, a little trio for a bit. And then Patrick moved back to California. Um, so Patrick is originally from California. And Patrick got drug out to Milwaukee just like I did because of his woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. That's true. I graduated, I graduated college in California, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and then uh, drove across the country and moved to Milwaukee. Did you just name drop on my podcast? Yeah. I went to Cal Poly. Mm. Where did you go, Reese? To Sac State, man. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Modest school. Yeah, modest school. Very modest school. Yeah. <laughs> now it would have been it would have been really name dropping had I said UCLA or you know some prestigious college. Cal Poly's uh, pretty Cal well Poly known. San, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo is like known amongst I don't know California people who are into engineering or architecture or agriculture actually. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's not really much of a name drop. I feel like. I suppose so. I've heard of it. Mike's heard of well, it. Mike, you. You've heard of it because I went there. Yeah. <laughs> I rode my bike through San Luis Obispo as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. That was part of your trip. Part of one, yep. Okay. Down the Pacific Coast. Nice. I saw Petty's hometown. I gave you a call outside of the Foster's Freeze. Is that what it was Foster's. called? Foster's Freeze. Foster's. Yeah. yeah. Australian for beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different. I, I grew up going to Foster Freeze probably a couple times a week. We'd do a paper route, and then we'd stop at Foster Freeze to get ice cream, and it was like the best thing in the world. And then I moved away, didn't go to Foster Freeze for like 12 years, and then came back to California, saw Foster Freeze, was like, I have to go to Foster Freeze because, yeah, it's not good. It's, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're a kid, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Ice cream is ice cream. It's cold. Yeah. Cold and creamy. Anyway. So what do you guys want to yep. talk about today? I don't know, Reese. You're the <laughs> podcast host. I know. I know. All right. Um, so I had some like generic topics, um, but I think we should get to something a little more fun. So I had I'd, I'd asked before we actually start, we, so we all hit record, and Mike's kids and wife were in there running amok. And they couldn't hear what we were talking about. I was trying to make it interesting for them, but I really am curious. What are your thoughts on circumcision? <laughs> I'm serious about this, man. All right. I, I don't have many thoughts on circumcision. Circumcision. you got to get the had, word right first. When we, when we had our two boys, there wasn't much of a discussion about it. It was, you're going to do this, right? Like, yep. Okay, we did it. And it happened the first day when we were in the hospital, or I think it actually might have been the second day. Wow. And, and that was it. It was over. It wasn't much of a conversation. There wasn't much of a discussion. No researching. Huh. Just. You just decided before you went in there? A done deal. Yeah, we had talked about it prior to it when we said, yeah, of course we would. All right. I, that's it. That was all. That was, it doesn't go very deep. All right. Patty, in the event that you have children, whether or not you want them. <laughs> The crazy event wow. that you have children. Wow, that, that's an amazing thought. Just, I got to, I got to jump in. Pat, Patrick with children. That is, I think, and you're gonna fit right in this race. Uh -huh. That is the, the thing that I'm gonna miss the most about you two not being in Milwaukee anymore. To be involved in that is watching you guys struggle <laughs> through 
those first weeks and those first months of those babies. Oh, you two um, tired and sleepless. I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. I think it's going to be easy. I don't, I don't know what your experience is, like, but it seems, seems, pretty, seems pretty chill to me. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem very hard. I mean, I go to work and Alyssa takes care of the baby. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you, when you picture me as a dad, Mike, like, what do you picture? A circumcised baby. Yeah, sorry, we're off the we're off the topic. No, that's fine. I'm just making a joke. Um, you holding yeah, it up I by think... its leg. So, so Patrick, what I remember, a great memory of you. Oh no! Is, after oh, no. every engineering lunch we had, mm. so right, so Reese, actually, we'd we'd all the cookouts with you when people would bring in food, kind of potluck lunch. Um. Back when, prior to you getting there, Patty, we had been doing them forever, get to the point. Um, Patrick would come back, and he would come back to his chair, and he'd lay back in the chair and say, oh, I am so full. I ate way too much. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And that was just after eating food. I actually just did that today. (laughs) <laughs> I, had a big, I had a big lunch and yeah same thing dude it's not so, about being tired mike it's about being full they're two different things when you got kids you're not full you're, you're tired it's a different thing that's a different thing you're what i picture you as a, as a father is being in the couch with your arms out and your legs spread and you're just like laying there like oh my gosh i <laughs> So tired. There's a baby oh, falling asleep what? like on his chest in the same position and reversed. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I need to get some sleep. <laughs> He's sleeping. You sleep and the baby sleeps. Honestly, the sleep part is what I'm worried about. Yeah. That seems like I I uh I'm concerned. I get like eight and a half hours of sleep a night. Alright. Something like that. That's, and, that's great. Uh when I get you know an hour less or an hour and a half less than that, seven, things start falling apart. <laughs> That's what I want to see. So I know. <laughs> yeah. Me, me tired and falling apart is, uh, it's a special thing, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's, things don't go so easily for me. So <laughs> that's something I'm going to have to get used to, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been sleeping less though lately for some reason. Waking up before my alarm, doing all that type of stuff, Mike. So maybe it's maybe that's my body's way of preparing me for this. You know, you really, <laughs> you really don't need as much sleep as you think you do. Could be eight and a half hours. That sounds pretty yeah. good. It's a pretty good amount. What you you can probably still get eight and a half hours, but it would not not be straight eight and a half uh, hours. Yeah. That would be fine. Would I be do that now anyway, man. Pieces. I wake up three four times in the night. What are you doing? Yeah, but then you go back to sleep. I do. Like right pretty. away. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. That won't happen when the baby's screaming. No, no dude, you got to get up and feed the baby. Yeah, but, she, you but know, like, like Alyssa talks about this all the time. She's in like a perpetual tired state, you know, from like her job. You just oftentimes she'll be working. She'll work like a, I don't know, it's supposed to be a 12-hour shift and ends up being like 15 hours. And so she has, she's like always tired. And so like whenever she yeah. has the opportunity to sleep, she's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be the same. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only one on here with experience of having kids is Mike. the one at the bottom of my screen right now. Yeah. 
So, so one thing to say. So I'm obviously giving you guys a hard time about it. Yeah. But it, none of the there's so many different phases of having the having the little ones around. None of them last very long. However, with your first child, it's like, oh my gosh, what is this going to end? How long is this going to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, I'm going to die if I have to continue doing this. And it just feels like so... Forever. Yeah, just you're in this this thing that you have no control over and you can't do anything about it. And it feels like you're just helpless. Um, because but, of... Wait, is it is that primarily because you're tired and sleepy and sleep deprived or is it because of other things? Yeah, I'm sure that that plays into it, but I think what I'm saying is that you, you don't really know, like how long is this baby going to be waking up at 10, 10 PM and 12 and 3 AM and 5 AM. It's like, you don't want to wake up that many times or when you're trying to put the baby back to sleep and they just keep crying. It's like, Oh my gosh, just stop crying. And then they don't stop crying. And you think, oh my gosh, stop crying. Well, how are you, when are you going to stop crying? Like that, that loss of control of like you, at this point, at your point, when you don't have any kids in the house, you get to decide lots of things. Yeah. yeah. Once there's that little tiny one in there, they decide lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, that feels tough, but you get used to it and it's all good and it's all worth it. it sounds terrible. It also, it also seems tough. Like the whole sleep deprived, all that type of thing, when you have to combine that with you still have to go to work every day and actually perform at a medium, <laughs> medium to high level. Yeah. Like, I don't like I've, there's a couple of people at my company who have had kids um, and it's kind of shocking. Uh, some of them really seem to fall apart and other ones are seem totally fine. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. The difference might be what what they're having to do in the middle of the night versus what their wife's having to do yeah. and whether they're sleeping or not. But what does that look um, like when somebody falls apart? Like when, as you're describing that, what's that look like? Just kind of like, um, for me, it's, it's like two things. It's like sort of spacing, just general spaciness, you know, in terms of your personality and just kind of like staring off in the space or like, but it's also, it's also a, um, like quickness of the mind thing, mm. like in specific types of conversations or discussing certain topics or whatever. It's just like it takes a little bit. And honestly, there's some days where, I, like, I exhibit those same sy- symptoms without having a kid waking me up in the middle of the night. Oh, because you For got sure. seven hours of sleep Every- instead of eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> Fatty, you're yeah, in just, for a, a rude awakening. I know. Honestly, it's it's sort of scary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That is pretty yeah. scary. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm actually I'm curious. Obviously, what Mike says is sounds pretty scary. Uh, but you know the thing the thing that I partially think about, Reese. This is a topic for you and me since we don't have kids. Is that do you know how many people in this world over time have had kids successfully and like managed it? I tend to constantly think about the fact that. Like, so many people have done this that uh, things are going to be okay. Probably like, it's going to be, be right. fine. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. What a- Hold on. I got, I got to throw something out there. All right. You said have had kids successfully. I'm not sure that you know that it was successful or not. Well, yeah, you got to kind of define your terms. Successfully, you mean they lived past 18? 
Sure. Or you had somewhat normally functioning kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't grow up to be engineers or project managers, but... Or, no, or maybe they did, but maybe just like... Did. Yeah. Yeah. Engineers or project managers. Well, I mean, you said you're a project manager, right, Patty? Product manager, oh, but yeah. sorry. I get those mixed up. I honestly got them mixed up a lot. Um, project manager is the person who manages a specific project. The product manager is somebody who manages the overall product. Yeah. I mean, I so get like, it in the context of like, you know, our company. It's, but They kind of sound the same even when I say that, but they're, they, yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah, they're nuanced. But anyway. People, pro, project managers yell at people because people aren't getting stuff done on time. Yes. Whereas the product manager is just responsible for the outcome of the product. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway. I, I did, So going back, I did want to point out, like, the, the first birthday, I, f I forget who, who brought this up. Maybe it's one of my other podcasting buddies. They were talking about how your first birthday – the first birthday for the kid is really a celebration for you and your partner, whoever that may be. Um, not in your case, obviously, but um, just in general, that first birthday is a celebration that you kept something alive for a year. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's probably that's the funny. best you could hope for. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the goal. That's a fun way to say it. Right? Yeah. For the first year. But I was talking to Alyssa the other day and I was talking to her, you know, I was... I was talking to her about how I think wanting to have a kid is kind of a, at least it could be perceived as a selfish desire. And so here's why, because I, I got down like the, my own rabbit hole of why I was excited to have a kid. And the reason why I was excited to have a kid was so that I could like brainwash them in my own way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little Reese. I mean, I use oh, the term goodness. brainwash, but like, that's really what's happening, right? Like you are you are choosing what your kid is exposed to. But like my, my specific point was I was excited to bring up a kid in a way that I thought made the most sense and start with a clean slate in terms of like um, <laughs> environmentally consciousness and conservationist efforts. Because like the one thing that I really struggle with with Alyssa is that she's entrenched in so many habits that are so counter conservativist, like environmentally conservative like very much counter to that and i will never dig her out of that hole and she will never willingly get out of it herself yeah and so i'm excited to establish those norms right up front so that going forward we have but a green kid if there's if there's two of you raising the kid yeah one with your views and the other with opposite views let's say it's gonna to be tough how do you know that your influence is the one that's gonna stick that's a good point well all right so here's one way is that she has a very demanding career i mean not that mine isn't <laughs> but she you're just gonna be around more i'm often. gonna be around more exactly <laughs> there will be times and i know she hates it when i say this but there will be times where it will be pretty pretty obvious that i will be the primary caregiver and that's sure. exciting sure <laughs> you've always been excited about that well, yeah, because, you know, I get to brainwash it in my own way. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Mike, how's that worked out for you? Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? I, um... That's, that's actually I a really use... good point. Yeah, Mike is in the same situation. I obviously wouldn't use the word brainwash. Well, yeah. 
influence, impart your influence, maybe. I, I hate the word influence just because of its connotation to like social media influencers. But yes, that's what we're getting at. Yeah. So it's definitely not that simple. Um, when they're younger, you definitely have a lot more impact on, on the things they're exposed to. But as they get older, you get less and less. Um, you know, that example, Lauren, that we were talking about earlier here when Lauren was in the room about her teacher not being able to teach plate tectonics well. And I wanted to, I was like, well, let's hear what she did learn yeah. from this teacher and let's see what I can add to the, the conversation. And she was just like, nope, don't, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear what you think about plate tectonics. And I was like, all right, fine. Didn't say anything. Waited another couple weeks later, not a couple weeks, a couple days later. I brought it up again, and she was like, no. Brought it up a different time, and I started to talk about it, and she like, out of the room. She was gone. Now, So, um, you might not have quite the audience just listening to exactly what you're saying. For You, don't, you won't have it forever, that's for sure. Yeah. Te- teenage years, that's going to fade significantly. But when they're young, you definitely, you definitely can influence them. But you have to like choose your strategy, right? And I think that's what you you kind of have to have an evolving strategy. So like, you could take the strategy of the lecturer, you know, where you just like say, this is what you should believe, this is what is so, and and so on, which is not really the style that I want to emulate. But that is a style. But the other style is, uh, or a another style, would be to influence by example or influence by asking questions which then leads them to ask questions to you right so like for instance i'm just imagining obviously i'm not a veteran i'm not going to claim to be good at this at all but like in that scenario i guess my thought was to ask like what lauren what are your critiques of your teacher's way of teaching that like that was that was my first thought but i don't i don't know lauren That would probably work for her as at her older ages, but the younger ages, she, you, you've got you've got a great approach to, to to engage them in conversation. That is definitely a better than just as you said preaching to them sure. and telling them things. But working with the kids and engaging with the kids and showing them things and having them help you with stuff and asking them questions to answer questions that's definitely a much much more interactive and and um better way to go i definitely agree with that yeah so that's a good approach you've got in your mind to use that's not really my approach i actually learned this and i'm learning as i get older that my mom is like she's got some like really deep levels of intelligence that i never realized before when it comes to like dealing with kids and I'm the only one. So I guess she just did really well. But anyway, I was talking to her on a Skype call like last weekend and she was talking about how like when, when I was growing up, like her major goal was to get me to talk about things. And like if, if my dad would like jump in and start projecting his opinion or something on something, <laughs> she'd be like, shoot, shoot, ah, let him talk. <laughs> like just let him, let him say what he thinks. And I was like, huh, like that's, that's a good idea. Get them to express themselves. 
What do you think, Patty? Yeah. You excited to brainwash a kid? Dude, I don't like using the term brainwash, but yeah. All right, influence? I know there's not really much of a better word. Well, and there probably is, but I'm just not thinking of it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I definitely feel, um, you know, Valor and I, uh, my wife, uh, yeah, talked about kids many times. We each have our own sort of styles of doing things. Uh, we were brought up in maybe a similar way, but, you know, with some some different things in terms of how situations and that type of thing are, are handled. Um, and so it's, it's interesting for me to think about the fact that it's hard for me to re think that, like, the way that I was brought up was worse than somebody else's way they were brought up. Like, I always think that, like, and maybe I'm very privileged in this way because I felt like I had a great upbringing. But, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, if you have a discussion uh, about something or let's say, uh, you know, my, my parents always, um, they gave us like a, a decent amount of gifts at Christmas, let's say. Um, but let's say your wife's parents didn't and they you got one gift and it was, you know, whatever. Like you obviously have to... At some point, when you have a kid, you've got to figure out which is the approach that you're going to go with. Um, and so it, it's hard for me to think about the fact that, like, the approach that I was brought up with was worse than another approach because it, it always felt good to me. And I feel like I'm part of the person that I am because of those intangible things that were happened along the way. Where somebody else is the person that they are because of all of those intangible things that happened along the way. But... Um, so what I'm getting to basically is the fact that when I think about how, uh, to do something specific with a kid or some, some process or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah, I'd want to do it my way, but you, that's not always the right way, you know, like it, like it was the, it felt like the right way for me, uh, in retrospect, I guess, although I wasn't, uh, exposed to anything else, but. At the same time, it's like, well, if your partner feels some other way differently, that doesn't mean their way is wrong or your way is right. It just means that you have to then work together to figure out what works best for both of you, both in terms of how to do certain things or handle things or certain situations, but also in terms of like how to teach kids stuff or impart knowledge or, you know, asking questions like you said uh, you were talking about earlier or your mom let, asking you to talk. Uh, or wanting you to talk a lot versus somebody else maybe interjecting and telling you something. So it's kind of one of those things that like, we're just going to, I feel like we're just going to figure that out when we get there. And I, I don't really know, you know, in some ways I could say like, yeah, I'm excited to to teach a kid, you know, something that I believe in strongly or whatever. And that's true. But at the same time, it's also like, well, but you know, there are other perspectives and there are other, other ways of growing up and there are other ways of handling things that aren't necessarily worse or better. They're just different. So no way. There's one way. There's one way. <laughs> your, your baby's going to come out with an iPhone and a tan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's for sure. Well, I mean, honestly, Valerie and I both use Apple products. So uh, that's probably true, Mike. It makes sense. And quite frankly, that is the better way. I mean, <laughs> that's so, what I was waiting for. <laughs> but but like in 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 Mike's house, or like for my my house, for instance, 
His kids are growing up with iPhones and Androids. Dude, I know. Insanity. They have choices. Yeah. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice? No. What's the choice, Mike? The social pressures? Super yeah. strong. Which way do you think? Oh, it's Apple. Apple. Apple 100% sure. Apple. Guaranteed. Yeah. Apple, it's like the, the, the standard, the gold standard among anybody. You know what I've noticed is that uh, that people, and this is what I notice in podcasts. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's one particular called Stuff You Should Know. And um, yes. I listen to a ton of Stuff You Should Know. And yeah, they're great. when they refer to smartphones, they don't say that. They say the iPhone. Yep. I'm like, ah, oh, man, like that's so weird to me. Like every time they say it, it sounds weird to me, but like, the rest of the world, I think, does the same thing. Well, this this has happened in other product categories, right? Yeah, I mean, Kleenex, like, Frisbee. Exactly, yeah. It's the same type of thing. I don't think it's as prevalent. Like, Kleenex and Frisbee are uh, much more ubiquitous terms for that uh, product than an iPhone is for smartphones, I think. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about uh, Josh and Chuck on Stuff You Should Know, yes. I think. Uh, yes. they, yeah, they're referring to iPhones instead of smartphones, but I mean, it all comes down to the fact that, uh, we have our own preferences one way or another, but Apple has, Apple is genius at marketing. They are like, I mean, they're potentially better than anybody, like literally anybody. Um, yeah. so just the fact that they know what they're doing and they've had, uh, They've had successes in that in the past. Um, and generally, you know, they make good products. It's not necessarily the best products for, you know, in particular categories or whatever. Or maybe it's not the best for you, but they make good products. They do. So you combine, combine that with, like, genius, world-class marketing, um, and you can influence a lot of people, you know. Brainwash. Which they've, which they've done. <laughs> Brainwash. We're going to use yeah. those two terms interchangeably today. <laughs> it, it, it was amazing when, like, Lauren, she's in eighth grade. She's 13 now. I asked her the question. So, so she, she, her first phone is an Apple phone. She, wanted, she definitely wanted to have Apple. I asked her, how many kids in your class have an Android? Did she say, she what's said, an Android? No, she, she definitely knows. I've made it clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you she, have. Yeah. She said, she said just one. One that and, she knows of. Yeah. And, and there was an immediate problem that she pointed out was that she's like, it was, it was a boy. And she was like, he's never, he's never in like our group chats. So COVID had, COVID has changed things a bit. You know, her, her class is very small. It's half a regular class. Okay. And so that they have a lot of, they have a lot of group chats that they use when the teachers are posting things virtually that they're like, Hey, what's, what's this all about? Trying to figure things out. And that one boy was continually excluded because he didn't have the Android or didn't have the Apple um, phone. And I know, Reese, you got you're a little confused at what's going on here. I am, Patrick. I'm sure you. I'm sure you live this. I've had enough I, friends I know how talk this works. to. I know, I know what you're getting. The, the whole group texting thing and how it's different when you yeah, have an Android person in it. It's basically if you if you have a group of people with iPhones, you are all using something called iMessage. I'm aware of iMessage. And that mean, that means that your little chat bubbles in your text message thread are blue instead of green, yeah. first of all. Second of all, um, you can see when people are typing. Yeah. And there are a few other uh, advantages. You can name them. You can do various things. 
Uh, but if you have one Android user in that group chat, all of that goes away. There's, you can't see when the iPhone people are, ch- are typing yeah. uh, you, because basically the, they change the protocol to be using text message instead of iMessage. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed, I mean, honestly, from a very you know, privileged, like, I've been on group chats with people that I've, with Android phones and I've been like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is not as good. Um, so, yeah. How about the, yep. light, I, about the light, light, the yeah, liking of a comment? Oh, the liking and the loving, yeah. I, the, I remember the first time I got that, I was like, what the hell is that? It's, and the, this is another thing, is that when you, if you've got an all iMessage thread and you like a comment, it comes back with a little icon next to it that shows a little thumbs up. Yeah. But if you are, if you've got an Android user in your group and somebody likes a message, it sends another text message that then says... Liked. This person liked yeah. this comment and then writes out the comment. Yep. Uh, so it's just, and quite frankly, I mean, that's on purpose. I <laughs> but, know it's right? genius. I mean, it is, um, and that's how you get. Uh, that's how you get people wanting to be feel like they're included in um, in these types of technology interactions. Yeah. And it's it's genius, honestly. It like it really is. Um, but it doesn't mean it's better or worse. It just means that Apple has come up with a way to uh, make you want to uh, be on a specific be on their iPhones. Yeah. The the other thing too with with Android is that like so iPhone is iOS and an iPhone. It's all the same thing. The software and the hardware is from the same company. Yep. But like Android has always been a distributed software that's used over multiple devices. So like you can be on Android but use a Pixel phone or a Galaxy phone or whatever. And the like identity of that is a little more lost. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like it's like what do you use? Well, I use a Galaxy phone or you use an Android phone. Well, what kind of an Android phone is it? Is it just it, it's a little like it's a little not confusing, but it's a little it's not as tight, I guess. It's not as um, fine-tuned because the hardware varies and the software yeah. even varies from manufacturer to manufacturer. Yeah. Right. Which is why, honestly, to, to a certain extent at least, Google is making their own phones now. Um, yeah. Microsoft is making their own laptops uh, because um they can more tightly integrate the software and the hardware which apple has done from the beginning and these other platforms haven't haven't been able to do so right it, it's interesting um but it's all it's all brilliant marketing that's that's really what it is it uh, a lot of it results in good user experience for most people but it's it's brilliant marketing so, so miles is rolling up to getting his first phone he's now in sixth grade and We've been talking, you know, he's pretty excited about it. He's he's now the last person in his class. He's the only person in his class who doesn't have a smartphone yet. Wow, sixth grade. And, yeah, sixth grade is part of middle school. That is nutty. Yeah, same here. So the conversation came up about the kids were talking to, Lauren was talking to Miles about what kind of phone he wants to get. And he was saying that, that he thinks he wants to get an Android. And Lauren was like, why do you want to get an Android? You're like, you shouldn't. You should get an Android. <sighs> Talk him out of it, Lauren. And, My- and Miles, Miles was like, she said, why do you want to get an Android? Yeah, She's, ask him why. Don't tell him not to. She said, Miles said that I, he wanted to get an Android because if I didn't, Daddy would be mad at me. Oh, okay. Well, that's not a good reason. <laughs> so I went Reese, straight Reese, to him. You were talking earlier about 
brainwashing kids. Yeah. There's there's an example of that. that is a great uh, there example is of reason. that from Mike. Daddy will be so disappointed I went, if I got an iPhone. <laughs> I went straight to Miles and said, "Buddy, don't worry, don't worry about Android. Get whatever phone you're interested in. Don't don't worry about what I think. You do you do whatever you want. You get whatever you want. You do to you." And, and and I asked him, and he said, "I want. I'd like an Apple." Yeah. So, this is swinging back right around race to your comments about brainwashing. <laughs> you can do every. You can do the things that that you you think you're doing to to get the kids to go a particular way, but it does not always work that way. Yeah. Well. And and you you definitely have to just you have to let go. Like if, if I pushed Miles, say no, Miles. Yeah, yeah. You really should get that Android. You should get an Android. I I think that that. You know this whole like this discussion we had about Apple dividing and, and pulling kids out of that stuff. Like it, it would happen to him. Yeah, I, I, it's disappointing that it would, but the reality is, is that is that it would. Yeah. So you got you got to let the kids do their own thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can definitely see how your biases are going to come out. You know, like you obviously have a bias toward Android, just like I do, and so like. It, when it comes down to it, Alyssa is an Apple user. She has a MacBook and she has a, an iPhone and she has an iPad. So I have, <laughs> I have a Windows PC and an Android tablet and an Android phone. You know, like we are complete opposites there. So our kids are going to be in the same boat. And and like I could definitely see how the the uh, the biases are going to come out. You know, and and obviously you feel strongly about it. <laughs> You you feel very strongly about a lot of things, Mike. You really take a side. <laughs> I do. That's true. <laughs> Something that I don't really like fully acknowledge all the time, but when it comes up, it's like, yeah, I guess I should have expected this, but I don't always. <laughs> but you do take a side. But I so to try and finish my thought here, man. I keep tangenting. Um, like I can see that the bias will come out, you know. But at the same time, like I guess. There's that balance that I'm realizing you got to find with this example of like encouraging them to express themselves without presenting it in such a way that they feel like you would be disappointed if they chose the route that you didn't want them to choose. Like how do you how do you how do you not express your own biases for a particular like route in this case? You know? So, so a little, little change of, change of topic, sure. but on the same influencing the children. Uh, politics, obviously, we've come off a pretty political this past year. Yeah. I, I realized that growing up, my parents were very hands off on their opinions about politics. That they didn't, um, they didn't project their opinions on us very much. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that until until much older, um, but in Crystal and I were going down the same path of of not telling the kids what they should think politically, but let them develop their own their own ideas. This past year was a little tricky. Oh it man, was a little, it was a little <laughs> tough to 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 stay quiet and not say things. And I I didn't some of the things that Lauren started to repeat as as the election things were, were building through the summer and into the fall, I realized that I, I did a pretty terrible job <laughs> at at not uh, at keeping things neutral for the kids on the political side yeah. and, and expressing my opinion uh, 
more loudly than I think I wanted to. Um, but it feels like some of that, I mean, given this, I don't know, given this political climate, it feels like some expressing of opinion is probably okay. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's anyway, obviously a line. Don't want to go too deep, too deep in that one, but it's, it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Tr- no. Trying to let the kids, let the kids develop themselves and not, not tell them what they need to do. Yeah. I get that. I mean, so, so Patty, <clears throat> your kids are going to grow up in your house, like bringing this back to a very benign topic of like the, the Apple versus Circum- Android or circumcision, Apple versus windows. No, we can jump back to circumcision <laughs> if you want, but um, let's go all the way back. The Apple, Apple <laughs> versus Android, a versus a, right? So like your, your, your kids are going to grow up in a house where there's all Apple products, right? So you're not going to have yep. any Android maybe very little windows. It's going to be pretty impossible for them to go out, go through life without windows experience, but mostly Apple, let's say in, in the realm of smartphones. Um, sure. Now for, for Mike and me, it's, it's a little bit different because our spouses are entrenched in the Apple ecosystem. And so like the kids are going to have the choice. And so they're going to be caught between mom and dad, but they also do have that choice of like, they are exposed to these different categories and they're not like, you know, like if you grew up, let's say, <clears throat> indoctrinated into the Android ecosystem and all of your friends had Apple and you were just, you know, very us versus them attitude. <coughs> Pardon me. Or, or to bring it to a more uh, poignant argument on politics, if both you and your spouse have the same political view, your kids aren't really going to get the exposure to the other side. Like what, what do we think of that? You know, maybe that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can you can do your best to if you feel one way or another. You can you can do your best to expose your kids to the other side, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's just certain some certain things like like this Apple Android thing. Like we both use Apple products, and so like there's a strong likelihood that you know a kid will grow up liking that. But at the same time, you know parents are not a kid's only influence. So, um, you know, friends can be a strong influence um, onto kids, obviously, as well. So That's true. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure exactly. I mean, like it's the the whole uh, mobile phone thing is just like okay it'll be what it'll be it's not that big of a deal it's not life or death whether you use apple or android it doesn't really matter yeah you know it's just like your own personal choice whatever um but other things obviously have a little more weight to them um so yeah mike raise your hand i got mike, a good example mike raise mike. his hand yes i believe you <laughs> raise your hand so, so another another one to, to debate ice cream or custard what? That's, That's not, not a even a debate. They're the same. Come on, the mid, the, mid, the Milwaukee not, and the Midwesterners the got, got to know the, know the answer to that one. You California boys, I'm not sure that you. <laughs> I don't think it's worth arguing about. Like I've had flavors of ice cream why that are way better. Why can't you enjoy than... both? Yeah. Why can't you enjoy both? It's ice cream or custard. You gotta choose. <laughs> no, Mike, that's bullshit. Are you Republican like or are you Democrat? Versus... No, are you an that's Apple bullshit or an too. <laughs> No, man, don't make people pick sides. I was just talking with okay. Alyssa about this. I was I was just talking about how in, in school, like we were always taught to pick a side. I 
now that I'm grown up, I think that's bullshit. Like, you should learn to make a decision, but picking sides should not always be the goal. You're an engineer. You need to pick an answer. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Mike. Do you, Mike, do you care about my answer to that question? That they're both good? No, it's ice cream. Ice cream wins. <laughs> you, can't, you can't eat it as fast as custard. Why, why is, is that, that the goal? The metric by which <laughs> that's the metric by which you judge a soft, cold treat is custard how quickly is you can eat it. Custard is amazing. Yes, yeah, so you don't make a mess. He doesn't drip all over the place. I went to, I nice went to Culver's day. a couple of times and got those things where they uh, basically a McFlurry or a Blizzard, depending on what your, you know, milkshake allegiances are. Yeah, McFlurry. Like, those are Blizzard. good. I like those. I've always been a fan of those. But like, that's not what he's talking about. Are you talking? Is that what you're talking about, Mike? Custard in general, however you want to eat it, custard. I mean, I I will say this: I do like the consistency of custard and like soft serve over ice cream. One of my biggest complaints about ice cream, and everybody laughs at me for this, is too cold. It's too hard. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying about the custard. <laughs> you can eat it faster. I like that about the custard. I do, but I I prefer like there's one flavor of ice cream at the local shop that's a Salted Oreo. Oh, dude, you, you're never going to give me. I've never had a custard. Salted Oreo? Yeah, I've never had a, a custard or any other flavor of, of cold treat that was better than that. Oh, so good. Hi, there you go, Mike. Have you had salted Oreo? Salted Oreo ice cream. I, I, have, not, I have not had salted Oreo ice cream. Yeah, well, when you come to Denver, did you, did, I'll take you. You didn't go to Cops enough, Reese. When you were oh, my God, with the cops again. Patty, what's your opinion Cul on the cops? Culver's, Culver's is good, but cops, you need to go to cops. All right, so taking... You need to have more flavors of cops. All right. Take... I'm not talking about the burgers. Right. We're on custard right. right now. We can go We can go the burger route if you like. We don't need to tangent into let's burgers. Stick, let's, stick, let's stick with the ice cream. Tangent into burgers. I was very <laughs> disappointed. Custard. Alyssa brought this up the other day. She's very. Di we were both very disappointed with cops because it came out as a smashed burger. It looked like somebody has sat on it. Oh, Reese. Reese, if I agree with you, is somebody going to come up to my door and shoot me? <laughs> Should, uh, About the cops? Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be Mike, honestly. It'll probably be Mike and Dan if he listens to this. Um, can I just say one thing related to all of this? I don't think so. There's, there was some... I, I can't? <laughs> yeah, go for it. There was one... Uh, gosh, Mike would know the name. There's a place really no, well known for their butter burgers. It's not... We went there. That was the picture burgers. that Mike showed. Sollies. Sollies. Yes. Okay, so I went to Sollies. We, my wife and I, Valerie and I, went to Sollies. Yes, tell me about this. Recommend, recommendation of literally everybody Every in Milwaukee, yeah. right? Um, it was kind of disgusting. <laughs> you mean butter dripping off your elbow ah, because yeah. it goes down your hand all yeah, over your elbow? That's was, disgusting. Uh, What's disgusting about I that? I have to say that we <laughs> ate those, and then we came home, and I think we said we're never going there again. <laughs> Uh, that was a little rough. That's, that's, that's a, that seems like a hardcore, you know, treat of the Midwest type thing that has been around for a long time. Um, anyway, uh, just thought I'm, I'd get that out there. That was, yeah. didn't really enjoy that, Mike. Uh, I remember but, going there and, and cut, they cut, cut it in half for you. And yeah. the, the burger, the thickness of the burger, there was a thickness of white above it, just as thick yeah, as the, just, as the it's bun. It's just butter. Or as the burger. Ugh. Dude, it was intense. Ugh. 
It was really That was intense. one of those, um, like, uh, I'm so full for Patty. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely yeah, one of those. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, but anyway, Mike, um, ice cream wins. I've had both. <laughs> Patty's declaring a winner. Uh, I, I can, I, you guys clearly didn't grow up in Milwaukee. No. I, I can well, tell. No. Yeah, and you didn't grow up in California. Yeah. So... <laughs> Crystal is on your side, by the way. She likes ice oh, cream. Oh, she better? is. That's good. That's good. She, yeah, she she grew up working at um, Baskin Robbins, the oh. flavors. So she's got a she's got her bias from from that as well. Sure, it's yeah. what you grow up yeah. with. It is what you grow up with, honestly. Yeah, it's like Foster Freeze. Foster Freeze is soft serve ice cream that, uh, as a kid, is delicious, and as an adult, is slightly less delicious. <laughs> I don't think it's any less delicious. It's just. The atmosphere, and you realize what you're eating. It's like, meh. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It'll do. You like soft serve? Re- what did you say earlier? You like soft serve? Or you like no? You don't. You like soft serve? You don't like the? Uh... Well, I like the consistency of soft serve. So, like, what I'll do? Soft. Yes, I'll I'll, I'll get like Briars is is like my favorite manufacturer of ice cream. And I learned that actually from a previous girlfriend, but there, there's a difference. I never would have realized it. But um, Briars makes some really damn good ice cream. So what I do is I scoop it into a bowl and I put it in the microwave for a sec. To, oh, to just soften it a bit so that you have a little bit of liquid, but most yeah, of it you. is still kind of like in a solid-ish form that you can kind of mash into a soft serve consistency as a whole. I get you. But then doesn't it just get runny and watery? That's, soft serve is not runny and watery. Yes. It's just soft. Yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint with that is that's that the problem. you have to eat it so fast so that it doesn't become liquid. Just go to custard, man. It's not as good. <laughs> it's, already, it's already the right flavor. I mean, it's already the right temperature. It's already the right consistency. No. And you just get to eat it all. It's fine. Like, I wouldn't turn it down for sure. Mike, what are your kids like better? Well, so Tanner has had his egg allergy, and mm. there's egg in custard, and so we have kind of stuck away from that it. That sounds like a win for ice cream for me. <laughs> to me, he's he's had he's had he's had uh, custard now three times. He's he's been working working through his egg allergy. With a really really good doctor, really good. Uh, don't ever if you and of your kids end up with allergies, don't just sit back and be like, okay, we're not going to feed them this thing. There's a lot more stuff out there to get your kids through allergies, and uh, we can talk about that some other time. But um, <laughs> it's good to know. So, so we haven't done a lot of custard. I know Lauren always gets a scoop after her swim meets. Um, she she very much likes it. Um, Miles, he'll tear it up. Um, and Tanner, now that Tanner's had it three times, he's like, "Oh, this is really good." <laughs> um, so I don't I don't know that I could. I haven't. I've never asked the kids the question what they like more. I'm just wondering about the influence. You obviously feel strongly one way versus the other. So, yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah, good question. I don't, I don't know. That brings up a where good they, point. Where they fall? Like if you if you ask your kids to pick a favorite, I don't really like that question. To pick a favorite, I would rather categorize things either. that I like. You know, like group things into into a category that that that's the category that I like, rather than pick something. But like, if you ask somebody to like, what's your favorite, this or this, you're making a pick sides. 
I don't like it. But most most people can do that pretty easily, right? Pick a side. You're an engineer. You're an engineer, Reese. You have to pick. I don't know that I agree with that. Break that down for me. Why Why is it because I'm an engineer that, that I would need to pick sides? Well, we could replay the podcast from last time. And that's, <laughs> that's the reason why. Because we were taught as engineers that there's a solution to every problem. And you use all your inputs and you analyze all the data and you make the right decision. Like recycling plastic wrap goes over here. Yeah. And you have to rinse your stuff out so the animals don't try to eat it. I don't think I buy it. Because, like, as an engineer, you're, mm-hmm. you're a scientist. You have to recognize that you will never know everything. So you'll never know all of the influences or all of the things that go into your product, per se. That's also the thing. Like, if you're a mathematic- mathematician, there's a correct answer every single time. Yeah. But if you're an engineer, there's potentially multiple correct answers. Right, and, yeah. and you have to choose, and you have to have a reason for why you chose your correct yeah. answer amongst the, the solution set. I don't know that mm-hmm. that's true. Like I'm thinking of this in the standpoint of like, say you come up with like five different concepts and you present them to marketing or the product manager, right? The product manager picks one and says, that's the one that I want. That guy's picking sides or that woman is picking sides. Not me. That's true. I mean, in a sense. Yeah, but you have to you have to influence that. That's on true. That. When you present when you present it, you got to present it in a non biased way and steer them towards the correct. Solution. That's true. Like the pink steering wheel. You remember the pink steering wheel? You know that one, Patty, from John Zick. No, I That's don't. It's like where you where you present where you present people a bunch of options, but you present somebody you present them with like an option that you know that they will reject first, so that they they have something to reject. And so they feel... Oh, that does actually sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought about that since I think I heard that the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of a manipulation technique. It's not something that I would probably use in regular life because I don't really want to influence people in that way. But it's, it's an yeah, interesting that, thought. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense, I guess. Although, although you started off this conversation saying you want to brainwash your children, so I do think you want to influence people. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I said that. You're right. I'm not going to take you that did. back. We, ha- we actually have it on record. Yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> it's going to be in the podcast. It's in there forever. Yeah, that I'm, I'm going to brainwash. Children will listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, when my kids are old enough, they can listen to this podcast and be like, "Ah, I knew I was being manipulated." <laughs> Maybe you give it to them as an 18th birthday gift. Yeah. Hey, listen to all this crap your dad said about you yeah. when you were young. You know how great or, you think you are? Not existent yet. You know how great you yeah. think you are? This is why. You're welcome. This is why I did that. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Talk about entitlement. Ugh. Wow. Such a jerk. Yeah. I don't want to Man. brainwash my kids per se, but like that, I feel like that's a good term. Like, what is another term for like influence strongly? Like indoctrinate? That doesn't sound any better. You just you just want to expose them. Well, yeah, exposure. I think I, I, I don't brainwash. Obviously, is not the right word. It, it's that you because brainwash is 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 has the negative tone that that you're not allowing them to see other perspectives and have other information. Um, where d- teaching them about something and and exposing them to both sides of something. And then explaining why you like your particular way. 
But in the end, you, you do need to let them decide. Now, when they're, when they're little, they're not deciding anything. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> they just want to play and have fun. But as they get older, you, you, you really you got to let them decide. Uh, you can choose not to give them the perspective from the other, the other side of, of an opinion. But huh. brainwash is not the word I would continue to use. All right. You. Exposure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Expose. Want to expose your kids to stuff? No, you want to. Reese, it sounds like you want to do more than that. Brainwash. It sounds like you literally want to brainwash. <laughs> sounds like that's that's that might be the right term for you. You know. <laughs> it's like like Patrick had the, the you had the great comment of like there's the social social pressure not pressures but social influences on the kids and, and it goes right back to the the phone stuff they were talking about. Lauren was like, "Yeah, you, you got to get an apple." And in our in our neighbor in our culture here in our neighborhood here, like, if you don't, you're kind of an outsider. And Lauren Lauren said that that one boy that has the Android, she was like, "Yeah, he's kind of he kind of does his own thing. He's not really with the group." Hmm. And he he's yeah, it's difficult. So another thing that I wanted to bring up when you guys were talking about the kids and how how you're going to raise the kids. Uh, brainwash. One, one thing. One, one thing that we've learned is that so Chris and I both had a very similar upbringing, um, both grown up here in Milwaukee. Um, but what what we experienced and what we went through is is not what our children are what our what our kids are doing now. It's it's very it's very different. Like society has changed. Our culture is so different. You know, screens, right? There was no, how much screen time did you have when we were kids? Like, maybe they, they talked about TV a little bit, but the way we were brought up and the way we have to bring up our children is like, it's very different. It's not it's not the same. And and you can't, in some things you can use like, well, this is what worked for me, for my parents. And so we'll do that. But there are so many changes and differences in, in society. And there's a lot of those things that don't quite apply the same way that's true <clears throat> and, and then a second one is you definitely need to be flexible with your approaches so you think that you know we're going to teach our kids that um we're going to discipline them this way or or encourage them to try a variety of food this by doing this approach and that might work for one kid but it won't necessarily work for another and it might work for some time with one and not for another. So like Chris and I are often getting back together and saying, okay, like this isn't really working out. Like the way that we're encouraging one of our kids to eat more vegetables, like, okay, that didn't really work. Or the way we're doing chore stuff, like that's not working. Let's like, let's like stop that and let's try a different approach. And, and we're, we're changing it all the time and trying to figure out what works better. And, and it's something and things work good with some of the kids and some of them don't work so good with some of the, with the other kids. Sounds like a job in management. You got to be flexible. Doesn't it though? Yeah. It's very much management. Oh man. It's true. I mean, it is kind of true, right? Yeah. If you're a manager of people, your approach to different people is not necessarily the same. It can change over time, but. You got a leg up, Patty. Yeah. You're, you're managing people now, right? A couple. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, you got all yeah. the practice. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is sort of... The basics may be the same, but uh, it's applied very differently, you know? Of course, because these are older humans. These are, these are adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a little bit, it's a little bit different, yeah. I would say. Maybe tougher. It's harder to brainwash adults. <laughs> it's for shock value. Obviously, I don't want to well, that's true. brainwash That's true. Them. Adults are tough. That's true. Although, adults can also be easier, right? Like groups of people are real easy to brainwash, right? Like group think. I suppose so. I don't know much about it, honestly. Mm. But could be. Try, try and I don't know. Try and it seem, brainwash. It seems, like, it seems like the most kids are the most influential of anybody. Generally. How do you mean? Right. Uh, you know, you don't know much as a kid. Yeah. Right. And and your and your parents and other things are by far the biggest guiding lights or sources in your life and so you tend to at least up to a certain age yeah mike you can correct me if I'm wrong but um you, kids kids grow up you know from when they're born until whatever a certain age by they are they're a hundred percent influenced by you like so so all of what they know up to a certain point is from you so therefore they are um they're very much influenced by somebody but an adult isn't necessarily that that same way right you can influence somebody in a specific area or whatever but it's it's very different i think yeah that brings up another idea that i have oh there's lauren <laughs> we have a visitor um i would take it Love as that. like a challenge to uh you know like i've talked about this with Alyssa, just like We'd want to like expose our kids to things and like not want our, well, I guess not want to keep things from them. Like for instance, swearing, like at our house, our kids are probably going to be using the F word like pretty young. Dude, same. <laughs> I expected that from you. You guys will stop. But, uh, you know, like the, po <laughs> the point is to expose them to things and let them know like they need to learn that there are boundaries to things, but like, I don't want to keep things from them. But like, I guess what I was going with the challenge is that I would take it as a challenge to expose my kid to so many things so that my kid wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't always come home with things that they learned from other people. It would be my kid like teaching the other kids like, oh, listen to the swear word that I learned this weekend from my dad or like, <laughs> you know. Listen to so you want what you're saying is you want all the negative influence to come from you as parents <laughs> as opposed to from other kids. Well, yeah, I mean that was a perfect example of the the negative influence, but like the positive influence too. And I, you know, I I say I want to take it as a challenge, but I also think it would be cool if the kid brought home things that they learned from their friends. So then, you know, and that's certainly going to happen because I don't know anything about the, today's kid culture. So like they're going to come home and say the new. TikTok phrase or whatever the hell the thing is these days, and I'm going to be like, what in the hell is that? Like, let me look this up real quick. <laughs> well, TikTok phrase. Yeah. Like a meme from, yeah. from TikTok, like a meme created out of TikTok that all the kids are repeating, yeah. like the whole damn Daniel thing, like something like that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Or like, you know, the kid, you know, I don't want my kid to come home and say like, 
oh, I learned from my friend like how babies are made. Like, no, that should come from me. I want to tell you so that you tell all your yeah. friends first. <laughs> you might have to start telling all this stuff to your kids at a pretty young age, Reese, if you want to get ahead of everybody else. Yeah, but just like we talked about earlier, I, I think I'm not going to force it on them. I'm going to wait till they ask questions. <laughs> Reese, I got a quick story for all you. Right. We were driving somewhere and somebody got mad about something. And Miles said, this is a long time ago. Miles was very young. Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember how old he was. And he said, can I say, I, I think, I forget how long, but anyways, he said, can I, can I say swear word or whatever? Can I, and I was like, Crystal and I kind of looked at each other and we we're like, uh, sure. <laughs> and he, I mean, he was probably in second grade or something. And he just rattled off all of them. Like, boom, 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 wow, yeah, boom. Like, oh. Yeah. And like, Chris and I looked at each other and we we're like, okay. Like, all right. Okay, you know them. <laughs> do you? No, no, no more. Yeah. Do you do your best not to burst out laughing? Because that would be very hard for me not to do that. Yeah. Yes, and, we, and I'm, I pr particularly remember that we were driving the car because then I was able to turn my head forward and smile and smile about it, and didn't have to hide hide that from from him. Uh, and we we got to Chris and I got together and, and laughed hard about that afterwards. <laughs> so to Patty's comment about you might have to start early. Oh, I mean, like these kids these kids learn stuff, man. I don't know where they learn it, but they learn it. They're gonna hear it. I mean, I'm not gonna censor myself around my kids at any age. Yeah, you maybe should a little bit. I mean, yeah, you are. <laughs> when it when it comes time, like when I'm having conversations that are complex in front of them, I guess I would rather dumb it down a little bit so that maybe they get it. But I would rather them ask me, like, "What do you mean by that? Like, what's that mean?" Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just don't say it at school, okay? <laughs> or in front of your teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Or in that makes or sense. in front of. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa. It, you know, Reese, it's interesting for me to sit here, we, us talking about this stuff with kids, for you and I to comment on how we want our things to go with kids, and for Mike to be sitting down there going like, you guys are all full of bullshit. You guys have like, no <laughs> idea. You have no idea. Yeah. We have a, well. You, the, these ideas you have in your, your head are great and all, but good luck in practice. <laughs> yeah. You have this plan. Prepare for that to not happen. Yeah. I'm sure that birth you... plan, that birth plan that you, that everybody makes yeah, with their first child. Yeah. You guys are going to be fine. Pat, Patrick was right about, look at all these people that have had, have raised their kids and, and success. That, that's one comment, but at least they're not all dead. They're alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still around and they're functioning. Uh, you guys will figure it out. And just the, the kid, the kids are such individuals and so many influences you got to yeah. be adaptable you got to be able to change and reevaluate and uh and be flexible but you guys will be fine it'll be that fun makes sense just get less sleep just f fundamentally less just sure back lot, to that a lot less back to that real quick the first the first patrick you, you had commented earlier about some of your some people you've come across have done well with their little infants and some have struggled more yeah that, that can also be an influence of of how well the sleeping this the baby is at sleeping yeah totally and so so some babies are just 
they're just good and some babies are just <laughs> terrible. We had we had some some range of that in ours, but not not too extreme. Um, so some of that could be that those ones that are struggling more is that fact that they're just getting that much less sleep. Mm. Um, That's true. Yep, not necessarily an apple to apples comparison between the two people, right? Yeah, and then the the other one being that it doesn't last all that long. Like that extreme tiredness is pretty short. It's it's maybe the first six months, maybe the first year, depending on how <laughs> That's big your sleeper is. I thought you were going to say like two weeks, Mike. <laughs> no. Pretty short. Six months. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it gets better. But I'm kidding. I know it's not two weeks. It gets, it gets better, but um, it's, it's not – like I'm sleeping fine now. <laughs> I can get plenty of sleep now. Yeah, how old is T? Um, T's like 10? Almost. Next, next month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 years. You'll get there. Wait, your youngest kid is 10 years old? Tanner will be 10 next month. Wow. Patrick, I started work. I started working with you when he was born. Yeah, he that's right. Like a month old. That's right. That was 10 years ago? Wow. April of 10, 10 years at work. When did you start there, Mike? Uh, it was April of 11. You okay. started the summer before that, right? Yeah, summer before that, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna call it here. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a good day, good evening, good morning, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and uh, we will catch you all on the next one. Be, be good. good.